Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. It's time. Yep. It's a time for another edition of Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. A lot going on in the automotive industry. And uh, Les, we're going to start off with the Silverado getting some pricing. It's uh, a vehicle that I think GM would like to build if they could get the parts for it. <laughs> what a what a concept. Um <laughs> And uh, the the Euro 7, Ford reveals its EV plans for Europe. Uh, We'll offer our opinions on what might make the trip to the U.S. Actually, I hope everything does. Yeah, I don't know if everything will, but uh, there's a couple of popular models that will be electrified, and we'll tell you what we think they are. But big announcement for Ford, for sure. And then new car assessment. How to rate safety systems. It's the new task of NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We're going to talk about how they will compare these systems. I think this is great because many of these systems are kind of almost invisible to car buyers. And that's right. It's it's a good way because, you know, they call them different things. And Mm -hmm. now they're going to get that standardized. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, we've been hoping for standards for many years over at hyundai uh they seem to have an exploding seat belt problem (laughs) now that that's kind of scary yeah and we'll explain what that is and talking tech your car as your friend messages in your door handles and personalized puddle lights i have a problem with inanimate things trying to be my friend but that's me too i don't want it telling me that i've gotten fat or or that i need a haircut Um, or they even the ones that say hi yeah no yeah it's just you're you know (laughs) anyway we'll talk about that and then you have a story about airbnbs right that's right uh what must every well-equipped airbnb have well, we'll tell you. And uh, electric vehicle charger, naturally, is one thing that they should have, but I doubt many do. Mm, well, that could change. We'll tell you about some new technology. Plus, I'll have an at-the-wheel of the 2022 Volvo XC90 Recharge. That is their plug-in mm. hybrid. Uh, I had a chance to drive that, so at-the-wheel review on cruise control coming up on that vehicle. Um, and plug-in hybrid, there's actually, the one I had, I think, only got 18 miles of electric range. They are just adding a new battery to it, which will allow it to get something like 41 miles of electric range. 
So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, and and that is good news, especially if you're in the market for an XC90. It is. It is. Hey, stay tuned to Cruise Control. We are just getting started. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and more. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Les. He's Fred. Uh, if you're interested in a pickup truck like apparently everyone else in the whole country, because <laughs> that's what's selling yeah. uh, everywhere, uh, and you want a Silverado, you're gonna well first if you can get one you have to pay more for it uh, yeah for the for the privilege of buying it yeah yeah it uh, is uh they're hard to come by uh a lot of people have not driven it i have not seen any I on the road uh i asked about driving one uh, to do an at the wheel review and they were like we haven't seen it so uh there are some pricing uh updates and prices are up like even for the work truck a thousand dollars custom level a thousand dollars custom trail boss twelve hundred dollars the lt rises to forty five thousand two ninety five it's a thousand dollar increase um and then the high country moves up to fifty nine thousand for nine hundred dollars more uh you know, there's some pricing going on there, uh, additional pricing. Um, but the problem is they just can't get them. They can't build them. And no. that, that is a problem for uh, a lot of people and for GM especially because, let's face it, they talk a lot about uh, the transition to electric vehicles, but these are the bread and butter vehicles they need to sell a lot of to get to that <clears throat> yeah. level of being an electric vehicle manufacturer yeah you normally the big three or, or whatever the big three is now um traditionally they sell you know 1.23 million pickups a year each mm -hmm. and they're not uh so that hurts hurts it, big time yeah yeah so Will when will we see uh, more Silverados? Uh, I am not quite sure. I, I'm really not quite sure. They're struggling with parts shortages and all kinds of things. So, um, if you're interested in one, well, you got to play the waiting game, and I would I would emphasize waiting because <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, don't uh, unless you, you unless your your work depends on it. Yeah. Uh, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. So so there you have a little bit about the Silverado and the pricing. The pricing, you know, let's face it. Um, we used to see new prices and say, well, it went up from last year for about $100. This is sort of a um, mid-model increase. And let's face it, it's due to everything costing more to get there and fuel to bring things there and you know they're just passing it along as they as they will. So problem is though it's kind of moot. If you can't buy it, it doesn't matter that it costs a thousand dollars more. Uh, it just yeah, uh, and you're going to pay even more than that 
oh, to the yeah. dealer. Yeah. Much more. Much more. So there you have it. Um, a little bit about the Chevy Silverado. Uh, Ford this week, Les, um, talked about seven new EVs for Europe. Of course, you know, we're still kind of waiting. Another vehicle waiting on is the Lightning. They just cannot build them uh, and get them out there. They, they, they have such a demand for these things. And uh, they have announced seven new EVs for the European market, actually, by 2024. And we figured we'd look at them because some of those might be coming to the U.S. And, you know, unfortunately, they never brought the Puma, which is a small car, small crossover, actually, to the U.S. They're going to have an electric version of that. And then they have some things kind of generically labeled sport crossover, medium-sized crossover. We think... We think that those things are the um, both the Escape and the Explorer. The Mustang Mach-E, oh, yeah. of course, is coming to Europe. No surprise. Transit Courier, uh, Torneo Courier, Transit Custom, Torneo Custom, and E-Transit. We have the E-Transit. They say that we're probably not getting all of those vans uh, that no, they but- sell in Europe. The e-transit, uh, they we are they are offering a, f- a fair selection of the e-transit vans here, but unfortunately, they're the initial ones are kind of limited to a hundred and twenty mile range. Which wow, you know that at least you would think they would offer a, a bigger battery package for more right. range. Right, exactly. Well, uh, a lot of these uh, crossover models are going to have a 311-mile range, which is certainly much better than what you mentioned. That's Most, great. More than likely, it will be the Explorer and the uh, Escape. So, hey, we'll talk about more automotive news when we come back on Cruise Control, including a new car assessment program. So stay tuned. Cruise Control. And we are back. We are back. And uh, just down the road from me is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Of course, uh, everyone knows that they write the safety regulations for uh, vehicles. And they're going to add four uh, driver assistance technologies to the testing programs, okay. uh, which it's important. I'm a little bit surprised they didn't do this before now. Yeah, and the idea is that a lot of these safety features like lane keeping, blind spot detection, right. automatic uh, uh, pedestrian emergency automatic braking, they all are all marketed as different things by the manufacturers, yeah. and it's kind of hard to decipher uh, what's there and what's not there. And also, it's kind of hard to say, well, what does one system do and another not do? You have this with, especially with um, the uh, cruise control, the smart cruise control. Some will bring the car to a full stop. Others will only bring it down to 25 miles an hour, right? That's right. And, And they have different names. Subaru, for instance, the pedestrian braking. Uh, it's called eyesight. Well, 
what does eyesight <laughs> right what does that mean yeah exactly so the idea is that this new car assessment that they're working on this will be i i imagine found somewhere on the window sticker and will kind of mm-hmm. um will kind of give them a rating as to how they work or in what you know what would uh, do they completely stop the vehicle for pedestrian safety do they just mitigate a crash by slowing the vehicle as opposed to bringing it to a full stop yeah as opposed to preventing it yeah so we're going to see a complete redesign of the window sticker um you know it's they're running out of space on that window sticker aren't they <laughs> well you can always make it bigger that's true that's true uh, which they will um and i think i think it's great information it really is you know uh, if they haven't done it already, the Institute, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, is already looking at ways to to clarify these and rate these, and uh, that's some of the best information you can use when going out and buying a new vehicle. Short of listening to cruise control, where we'll tell you what we think of vehicles honestly. That's and, right. Yeah. So, um, um, it's it's great. I think this is a great thing. Uh, I don't think we really know when we will start to see this new sticker. I think they're just kind of working it through right now, aren't um, they? I think it's very soon. Uh, they can they can enact uh, this measurement program, but they can't change the regulations uh, that easily because that requires what's known as a uh, MPRM, which is Notice of Proposed Rulemaking. And then you that gives the manufacturers two years to to object to it or want to change it, and then another two years to go through all of the hearings and stuff. So it takes a long time. Yeah, it it, it does take a long time. It's too bad that that does take a, such a long time for something like this. But I guess they feel if they make a rule that says if your system doesn't work under 20 miles an hour, it's not considered, right. you know, a real system. And they want to give manufacturers time to to correct that because they'll say, oh, well, we lost sales because of because you changed yeah. the rule based uh, on someone else's system. There's yeah. just really no uh, simpler way to do it. Yeah. Well. Stay tuned because you will see a lot more information on your window sticker when you buy a new vehicle, and we'll be right there to tell you what it what it is. So, what's going on? So, a uh, little news in from GM: two of their vehicles are apparently going away and not going to be replaced, uh, and they include uh, the Chevy Trax, which is a small crossover built in South Korea. Uh, and uh, that, of course, is one of their least expensive vehicles, I believe, right now, especially with the Spark leaving the lineup. Uh, sort of a small crossover. Uh, I drove mm-hmm. it. You know, it's okay. Nothing. It's nothing it's, exciting. Yeah, that's now that's damning it with faint praise. Uh huh. I'll tell you though, the better version that's also going away is the Buick Encore. I like. I actually like this little vehicle. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, that, of course, is replaced by the larger Encore GX, but the Buick Encore was a good little vehicle, and uh, both are going to be replaced uh, with something else. They're not going to be, these are not going to, 
have new versions. Uh, so uh, I, you say goodbye to both of those. If you're or thinking of you really want hmm. one of those brand new, then you should head over to your dealer. But, <laughs> of course, that brings on another situation. Good luck. Yeah, but two those two will be eliminated. Of course, they'll probably be replaced by something larger because everyone feels we need larger things. Um, but but there you go. Uh, of course, there is still a uh, South Korean-based vehicle in the lineup, the uh, Encore GX and the Trailblazer. So those are like the bigger versions of these. And uh, that's kind of what's replacing them, I would imagine. So uh, there you have it. Those two are going away. And um, used to be cars like that that were going away in the last year of the run were a good deal. I don't know if you can get a good deal on anything like that anymore. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I just, I don't know. We're in just sort of, such a state of flux right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish we could tell people, hey, look, this is what you can get. You can run right out and get it. Um, but you can't. You'd be lying. <laughs> you might be able. You, might <laughs> you be would able be to. lying if you said that. It, it would just, yeah. just wouldn't be true. Yeah. So um, anyway, those are those two models and what, what's going on with them. And they're, and they're moving away. Um, let's talk a little bit about a problem Hyundai is having. And this is a weird one for sure. Hyundai has a recall going on for 2022 Hyundai Elantras. Nice car. Um, but they have a problem with their seat belts. Uh, 140 of the 2022 Elantras and Elantra hybrids have to be recalled for faulty seatbelt pretensioner that can potentially explode in the event of a crash. They're not really clear why these things uh, would do that, but they potentially can. And, of course, a pretensioner is a mechanism that locks the seatbelt retractor in place when a collision is detected. Typically, the older vehicles used a kind of a manual thing with a weight on it. And if you Yeah, ever, a little eccentric cam in there. That... And one of the annoying things about cars is if you're on a hill sometimes, that will trigger and you can't move. <laughs> That's right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is actually, I did not really know they had pyrotechnic. Uh, I didn't either. You know, uh, Titan is it's kind of w weird and scary, but this can explode. And once again, very similar to uh, the airbag problem, uh, it can it can cause shrapnel to come into the car. So they're going to be replacing these. And that is only on a small handful of Elantra's nice looking vehicle, that Elantra, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so if you have one of those, you might be getting, if you're one of the few unlucky ones of 140 or so, then you might be getting a, a message about that. When we come back, we're going to talk tech about your car being your friend messages in the door handles and also uh, personalized puddle lights. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, and then yep. um, we're going to talk about what every well-equipped Airbnb can have. 
And uh, that is an electric charger. So we'll talk about that. And I'll have an at-the-wheel review of the 2022 Volvo XC90 Recharge. When we come back on Cruise Control, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com or on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. We'll be right back. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Uh, we, that is me, Les, him, Fred. By the way, Fred, uh, your car just sent a message saying you've got to pick up some milk this afternoon <laughs> okay and a quart of oil as well for the car <laughs> and a quart of and gasoline oh okay sounds good i mean what les is joking about is um well i you know it, it's kind of for me a controversial topic because i don't like I, I when agree. things say how inanimate objects say hello to me or welcome i don't even like Certain cars that we get where when you shut off the key, it plays a song, all that. Yeah. Cut yeah. that junk out. I, I, I don't I just don't like that, you know. Do you do you like your your cell phone telling you that you have an appointment in a half hour? No, I don't like that. Um I mean I like the fact that there's a calendar feature, I guess, but uh Yeah. That one I could probably do that's actually useful information, but it's not trying to be my I buddy. don't like it. I don't like it buzzing when okay. it does that. Yeah. Well, you can anyway. Think, you can cut that off, I think. But anyway, uh, let's talk a little tech. So Mercedes wants to turn door handles into a digital screen. So when you grab it, you get a message. Uh, this is according to a, a once again car car buzz that has people in the um, patent office. And they uh, show a screen where it looks like somebody's wife called 17 times and they missed it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's right on the door handle. So it's like a little screen right on the door handle to remind you of this. Um, uh, Okay. I I don't know if that's useful or not to you. I don't see the door handle aging well. No, I I just don't. And here's the problem. What do you do with your door? Okay, you reach for it and you'll look at it, but more than likely, if that message doesn't happen instantaneously, you'll put your hand over it and then swing the door out, yeah. and then you won't see it anymore, right? I don't I, I don't I don't see that being useful. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about this? In the technology you might get but you didn't know you would need, uh kind of category uh kia wants to make configurable puddle lights now you and i experience these puddle lights they are kind of useful you know i do like them i think they're very attractive yeah they're helpful yeah they're helpful if you want to uh get into the car it's a stormy night or rainy night it's they kind of look nice Without being sending you messages like "Hi Les, I'm glad you're back. Yep. <laughs> Please drive me." Stuff like that. Normally, they're just the logo of the car. 
the one I like That's is on right. the Mustang. It's the pony on the ground. And it's, but Kia wants to take these and make them configurable. So you could uh, put your own puddle light uh, design in there. And uh, Carbuzz once again has found the patent for this. Uh, and <laughs> what they want to do is you could, uh, you know, use additional branding. Uh, you could pl- replace the standard projection with something that's personalized or individualized. I hate to say it, but I think they'll send you an ad <laughs> and it will be projected on the floor. Yeah. You know, I think, and that that's it. You'll just have to see ads. I don't, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like the personalized ads that you mentioned something and the phone heard it and then it's like, sending you an ad for it i i think that's i i just hate it but apparently uh marketers think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread so i don't know i don't know but that that's that's what they like they they like that but anyway those are two pieces of uh technology in our uh, you know that i don't know if they're that useful but that's our talking tech for this week. I, I would or... like the puddle light to give me information, like uh, freezing conditions. Yeah. You know, fog ahead. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. It's raining out while you're standing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't get wet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, um, here's some more technology. You know, when you have an Airbnb property you're supposed to really equip it you know you have the nicest towels you you uh, lay out a selection of uh, locally produced items you maybe have uh, lists of things people can do in the area and and you know have already made arrangements with that uh, with those people so you know it's kind of have everything your guests could need and one of the things apparently that they need uh, is an electric vehicle charger. And OK2Charge okay is a uh, a network of EV charging that will install a charger in your B2B property that will use the guest's credit card to charge their vehicle. So in other words, it's not like you're installing a charger and it's like, hey, charge up your car on me. Um, it is actually something that they can park their car in the garage of the property, plug in and actually pay for. Hmm. And it's just another thing to have, a convenient thing to have. Another service. Another service. Let's say you've driven the car and it's a nice lake property and uh, you're like, wow, I I don't know if I'll be able to charge it. Uh, You know, I'm going to have to take a day to go out and find a charger and sit around and wait. If you could do that right on the property... Hey, that's mm-hmm. a that's a great plus. No must, no fuss. Charge it up, and it's ready to go. And you're going to have a full battery uh, for the trip home. I think it's a great idea. It is. I, it it has to happen. It's right? a di- differentiator, and uh, I tell you, if I had an Airbnb property, I would put one in there because you know you can say, hey, it's it's something you can. Say we we're all set up for your electric vehicle. Charge it up, yeah, um, and you can easily uh, pay for it, and it's not a not a big deal. So, uh, I think I think it's a good thing. I definitely think it's a good thing. 
Uh, talking about uh, engines, the BMW boss this week at the annual BMW conference uh, was talking a little bit about the electric 7 Series. The 7 Series, I believe, is going to be revealed at the New York Auto Show. Um, and uh, they were saying how they're looking to move into electric motorcycles, which is interesting, but they're also looking to keep building internal combustion engines and uh, making them better and more efficient. Uh, and they talked about the new class uh, cars, that's the new platform. Uh, the BMW 7 Series will be offered as an EV, but it'll also be a plug-in hybrid and a modern combustion engine as as they are rebranding internal combustion engines. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing that in New York. I think it will be uh, interesting to see their take on it. Of course, everyone's wondering, will it have those giant grills that certain other BMWs have had that some people got really twisted, all twisted up in a knot about, right? Yeah. So you either like it or you don't like it. Yeah. So there's also talk that they're going to show off the IX5 hydrogen fuel cell vehicle that uh, is uh, apparently in the development stages in the Arctic Circle. And they will start uh, selling these in the fall. I, I do think that is a possibility. And uh, I think we'll see more more of it, don't you? I I sometimes cringe when people just say, oh, it's only one way forward. and uh, You know, just oh, it's all electric. It's like they have to simplify things so much that it can only be one way. And I, I think they have to think a little bit outside the box. And maybe hydrogen, too, is another fuel to consider, yeah. right? Um, I don't think there's any such thing as one way forward anymore. Uh, everything's too complex. Too complex, and the requirements for electricity will be huge. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so uh, GM and PG&E, which is Pacific Gas and Electric, were previewing a world this week where uh, electric vehicles would power homes one thing they're talking about a lot in uh, California is the fact of storing electricity, like it's stored from wind power or solar panel. Um, and uh, the idea is that maybe it's stored in your car and it's moved around. Uh, it's moved to your car, moved back to your house when you come home. Who knows? But that's kind of the concept they're talking about here, and it certainly – at the very least, it would be a great backup for your car. We know we've talked to the folks over at Ford, and their uh, F-150 Lightning can certainly power a house. So it's uh, it's an interesting future, Les Jackson. Uh, we will stay and keep you aware on cruise control and uh, keep you aware of all the developments. So stay tuned because we've got an at-the-wheel review of a vehicle you just might be able to get. Uh, nowadays is the yeah. XC90 Volvo Recharge. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub, and he is Les Jackson. We are glad you're along for the ride. 
Now it's time for an at-the-wheel review. This time it is the XC90 Recharge all-wheel drive R design model 2022. Of course, it is a plug-in hybrid. And it's got quite an interesting powertrain, Les. Um, you know, you look at that, it just says Volvo. It is uh, square and useful space. And it's got some, uh, of course, the trademark out back, uh, the trademark taillights that kind of come up the pillars. Um, kind of sinister looking, this one. It was kind of blacked out except for the wheels, but the grill was all blacked out. And um, on the inside, I tell you, it was just high-end our design, as they say. Uh, Good-looking vehicle, though. Just, just really, I like how they tuck the bumpers in front and back. Um, just a smooth style. Uh, and that, that square shape leads to great rear visibility and great storage, as we'll talk about in a minute. And the, the lights, that says Volvo to me. Those very, very swoopy lights that go up the uh, panels. On the inside... Beautiful interior. This is the R-Design interior. Uh, the perforated leather and sort of a beige set off with all kinds of textures. There's like a metal texture on the center console that looks like you would find it on a really cool vintage radio, perhaps. Great design of the seats. A lot of bolstering for an XC90 crossover, but uh, really good. Uh, that Some of the metal texture and trim on the dash and the stitching. Really nice job. Of course, there is. Uh, it's dominated by that big uh, stand-up screen in the middle of the uh, dashboard. Uh, some people complained about the infotainment system. I had no problem making it work. Uh, it, I guess it works a little differently than what people are used to for some other cars. Uh, I also liked how my cell phone kind of fit into this little notch. It, it was like it was made for it. You start the vehicle by twisting this knob, and then there's a stubby shifter to get into it. Uh, all in all, you, you, you look at what they've done with this interior. This uh, R-Design interior is incredible, and it is really luxurious. Out back, the rear seats fold flat. Yay! Which means mm. you've got a lot of storage back there. And then under the hood is something pretty unique. It is a 2-liter supercharged and turbocharged direct injection engine with an 8-speed automatic transmission. And, uh, of course, this is a plug-in hybrid, uh, so it also uh, gets an electric motor. Uh, so the total, total combined power for this thing is 400 horsepower, which means it will zip along quite nicely. Now... The news is uh, this plug-in battery only gave you, I believe, about uh, 18 miles of range, which is not mm. a lot. But at, in time for this interview, Les Jackson, uh, it was announced this week that the Volvo Recharge, the XC90, the XC60, the S90, and the S60 would now are all going to get a 7,500 tax rebate. And check this out. All the ranges for all of their recharge models have gone up. Uh, the uh, S60 recharge will now get 41 miles of all-electric range, up from 22. And the XC90 recharge, the vehicle that we're reviewing, will get a 35-mile range all-electric, up from the 18 of the one I tested. That is, that is a great 
great, great upgrade for sure. But let's uh, yeah. get back to the one we reviewed. Now, it uh, it was very well equipped, and the price point shows that for sure. Um, ours had metallic paint, which was kind of a, a black metallic paint. Um, that was a, uh upgrade of $695, which is quite pricey. Ooh, ooh. Uh, we had the climate package, which is uh, headlights with high-pressure cleaning, heated rear seats, heated steering wheel, $750. Advanced package, graphical head-up display, 360-degree surround-view camera, air quality with advanced air cleaner. That was $1,650. Uh, the integrated center booster cushion, which is a, a booster seat built into the car. If you have a small child, that's going to make your life a little bit easier. Uh, so that may be worth it to you. That was $300. The Bowers and Wilkins premium sound system, $3,200. Four corner air suspension, $1,800. Uh, I have to say it rode really well, even though it had 22 inch alloy wheels with summer tires. Um, those wheels were $1,100. Destination charge, $1,295. Hold on. Here comes the price. <laughs> $80,090 as Ooh. configured. I have to say this Ooh. is a weird thing. Look at how high the hood opens. The hood opens so high, which was great to get it out of the way, but I almost felt like I had to use a ladder to close it. Um, it it's just kind of a... An interesting design. I mean, it's great because you're never going to hit your head on the hood. But, man, the thing, it seemed like it was up in the air like a antenna or something. Uh, and I was like, how am yeah. I ever going to get that closed? But uh, <laughs> um, somebody asked. Back, back uh, up real fast. Back up real fast. Here, find a tree, <laughs> a low-hanging tree. Um, someone asked, how big is the display? That is a 12.3-inch digital driver display. And I believe, I believe the other display is about that size too, the one in the center. Um, and uh, the R design featured, by the way, high gloss black window trim and mirror caps. So sort of, you know, we do we do those stories about the blacked out uh, cars and and how people like the looks of those things. Well, that's kind of what the R design is about. Um, a front grille, high gloss black mesh. Uh, our design leather gear shift knobs, sports steering wheel, Napa leather seating surfaces, um, the uh, recharge tread plates front, metal mesh aluminum inlays. Those inlays were beautiful. They were really, really a high end piece. Like I say, it looked like it. It looked like it came off the trim off an old car, or maybe hmm. uh, something that you would find on a cool radio from the old days. So. Um, you know, it's upgrade upon upgrade upon upgrade with this vehicle. Uh, and the, and it is a plug-in hybrid. So now you will get 35 miles of range, which I think is something this vehicle really needed. That, that's the, useful. Yeah, the 18 miles of range that it had as tested for me, that just didn't that just didn't fit with the rest of the <laughs> plug-in world and something certainly for an eighty thousand dollar car. Uh, so let's talk about the mileage. Uh, electricity plus gasoline, 55 MPGE, Ooh. which the new one is wow. going to get a much better number there because 
it's going to factor in that 32-mile driving range. Gasoline only, 27 miles per gallon. Um, has it been crash rated? Well, it's a Volvo. It has not been crash rated, but I would say it will probably do. Wouldn't worry about it. Wouldn't worry about it being a safe car because uh, it is a definitely a safe car. Uh, blackout treatment on the Volvo. I thought it. I thought it was kind of cool. Not something you would think you would see on a Volvo, but the R design kind of makes it look a little sinister when it rolled up. I thought, well, that looks kind of kind of cool with the blacked hmm. out trim and mirrors. Um, I do. I I like the shape of the vehicle, and like I said earlier, the shape of it, since it is boxy, means you can put a lot in it, and it it just it just feels like it is an elegant car and it is worth the money you know is it worth eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars well you decide uh, it is built in sweden gothenburg sweden and the engine is from sweden and the transmission is from japan so there you have it and at the wheel review of the xc90 recharge all-wheel drive our design model time for me to say i'm fred staub i'm les jackson we are going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.